we've been on a series, uh, and we actually just finished it up last week, called I Am. And we're going to go on to the second part of that today, entitled I Do. Everybody say, I Do. All right. First Peter 2.9 says this, But you are a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people for his own possession. Who's God's? Okay, there's the I am. This is who I am. Man, I'm chosen. I'm royal. I'm unique. I'm set apart. All these things. We talked about that over the last four weeks. I'm not going to go too much into that today, but you can go on our website and catch those messages. It says, this is who I am. And then the second part of the verse says this. Now, this is what I'm to do. That you may proclaim the excellencies of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. I am these things for a reason. Now here's what I do. Now turn with me in your Bible, if you would, to Matthew chapter 5, verse 14. Matthew 5, verse 14. Going to read through verse 16. And it says this, You are the light of the world. A city set on a hill cannot be hidden, nor do people light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on a stand, and it gives light to all in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others, so that they may see your good works and give glory to your Father who is in heaven. In the same way, let your light shine before others, so that they may see your good works not glorify you, not glorify what you're about, not glorify what you think. No, one thing, that they may glorify the King of kings and the Lord of lords, Jesus Christ, who is in heaven. What do I do? I proclaim the excellencies of him who called me out of darkness into his marvelous light. Let's pray. God, we thank you for your word. God, we thank you that your word is just awesome. God, your word speaks to us. I pray that today that, God, your word would come alive to us in just a simple way that we could grasp it. And, God, we wouldn't just grasp it, that we would walk out of here challenged, changed, and doing your word. And I pray that in the next few moments that we have together as we look at your word, that, God, you would speak to us in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. Last week we finished up the, the part, I am was talking about that you're holy. And if you weren't here for that, once again, you can catch it online, but we talked about you're holy. The Bible says in Timothy that, that in a great house there are vessels of honor or there are vessels of dishonor. Okay? And it goes on to say this, that if I cleanse myself from the latter one, the dishonorable one, then I'll be a vessel that's set apart, cleaned up, holy, ready for his good and perfect use. Okay? We're holy, but the holy comes to a culmination with something we ought to do, okay? We saw that in Timothy last week. We see it in 1 Peter 2.9 today, okay? We talked last week that the only thing that gets in the way of you fulfilling your dream or you fulfilling your destiny or you fulfilling the, the purpose that you see in your life, there's only one thing that gets in the way, and that one thing is you. That God has created a way for you to fulfill your destiny through His Son, Jesus Christ. That God has done everything he's going to do for you to walk in the purposes of God through his son, Jesus Christ. But we allow things in our life, and those things that we allow in our life now create an unholy state. And Timothy says, get that unholiness out, become holy, so now you can be used by God. All right? And so today, I want to talk about the I do part. And over the next three weeks, we're going to look at I do. Okay? Because it's one thing to know who you are, and that's awesome. Okay? 
And God wants you to know who you are. God wants you to realize who you are in Christ Jesus. Why? Because once you realize who you are in Christ Jesus, you understand the power and the authority you have. And once you walk in that power and that authority you have in Christ Jesus, you can really fulfill your destiny or the dream that God has put inside of you. Are you with me this morning? Okay. I don't think any of us just want to be satisfied with, okay, I understand who I am. Okay. I don't know about you, but there's nothing satisfying about knowing what I want to eat Okay, and seeing what I want to eat, but then never eating it. Are you with me? Okay. Last night we had killer uh, shish kebabs. I think, and we went up to uh, my brother-in-law's house and we we barbecued these things, you know. And they actually texted me and they said, "Hey, what do you want?" And I said, "Anything but hot dogs, hamburgers, or ground burger." Okay, I, I don't want that because we did a big barbecue yesterday and, and blessed uh, Aqua Vista right over here, and we served so many hamburgers and hot dogs. I was like, "I do not want that. Just please do not." And so my wife said, what about this? And I'm like, man, that sounds so good, man. I thought about that the whole drive up there, and it's almost like I could taste it. Someone's getting hungry, huh? And I could taste it, man. We got there, and I saw it, and then they went over the top, and they grilled pineapple. Mmm, so good. Anyway, it would have been one thing for me just to see that, but never, to never have tasted it. I would just be like, bummer, okay? When you listen to the hearts of kids and their dreams and the things they talk about, they don't want to just talk about it. They don't just want to see somebody else act, you know, act it out. But my daughters, you know what they do? When they want to be a ballerina, they go and they're like, Mom, Dad, I want some ballerina clothes. And what do we do, of course, because we, we love them. We go get them the ballerina clothes and they, they dress up. And what do they do? They begin to put on shows for us. And then when we have our community group, they, uh, they rally everybody. And if you've ever been to my community group, you know. Man, they'll get, hey, shh, listen, you know. And they'll put on this little production, all right? Why is that? Because it's not just enough to see it. It's not just enough to know, okay, I'm a ballerina. Really? Have you ever done any shows? No, never. You ever put on a little tutu? (laughs) No, never. Okay. All right. That would be tragic. God does not just want you to know that you're holy. He doesn't just want you to know that you're chosen. He doesn't want you to know that you're unique. And man, he loves you and he cares about you. Ultimately, God wants you to fulfill the purpose that he has put in your heart. Are you with me this morning? Okay, because there's nothing more dull than a life lived without purpose. God has honestly created you with something awesome in mind. And yes, you can't do that until you know who you are. Okay? But once you know who you are, man, now it's time to step out and fulfill why you are. We talked about your, your purpose is found in your design. So we could say this, for the last four weeks we've talked about your design. But now we want to push people into fulfilling their purpose. Okay? So that's what we're going to be talking. Philippians 3.12 says this, that, that God desires that you would lay hold of that for which Christ Jesus has laid hold of you. In other words, what Jesus Christ did on the cross, he did for a purpose. Not just so you could be holy, but now that you're holy, now you can do something. God desires that you would lay hold of that for which Christ Jesus has laid hold of you. And I'm telling you what, man, the thing that God has laid hold of you for is so awesome. It's so wonderful. Is it to have a great family life? Yes, it is. Man, is it to have a great job that you're satisfied in? Absolutely. That's all a part of it. But sometimes we get so trapped on those things. And here's the reality of life, ladies and gentlemen. If we get stuck on those things, just having a great job, awesome, man, this is the job I've always wanted, or this is the family I've always wanted. We get so trapped on those things, we miss the greatest part, which is the part in first Peter 2 9 proclaiming the excellencies of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light are you with me this morning first Peter 2 9 tells us according to this verse it tells us what our purpose is doesn't just lay out who we are but it tells us what our purpose is and it lays out that purpose with one thing man that God has done something so great in your life I don't know about you but I'm thankful for what God's done in my life 
And if you've never had a chance to hear someone's testimony of what God's done in their life, man, I'm telling you, there's nothing more encouraging than hearing somebody tell you about, man, this is what was going on in my life, but then I, I talked with God, and, and God talked back to me, and that's a cool thing to have happen, by the way. And God began to sort things out in my life, and now this is where I'm at. I don't know about you, but there's nothing more encouraging than that. And I know when I share my life with people and say, man, this is what God's done in my life, man, they get encouraged. And I'll tell you what, if I ever need to get really encouraged, I just talk to my wife. And if she begins to share me her testimony, I say, baby, I need to be encouraged. Will you just share, share me your testimony again? If you've never heard my wife's, you've got to hear what God has done in her life. Okay? And I, t- I guarantee you there's stories like that sitting in here today. And uh, man, if we get our eyes and just, man, tell me, what has God done in your life? I'm telling you what, there'll be so much encouragement. Why? Because God's laying hold of us for a purpose. And God wants you to lay hold of that purpose. First Peter 2, 9, what is it? Man, it's to proclaim him who has called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. Let me just say this, that as we read that verse and we see, okay, all right, I'm holy, I'm chosen, I'm, I'm all those things, great. And those things are nice to know, okay? It's nice to know that God loves you, right? Isn't it nice to know you're loved, or am I the only one? It's nice to know that my wife loves me, all right? I don't just want to believe, I like to experience that, okay? And same is true with our relationship with God. It's nice to know those things, okay? But all of those things, who we are, are unto something. It's as simple as this, if I could break it down this way. How do I know that that apple tree really is an apple tree? Is it because someone told me, hey, that's an apple tree? Is it because someone said, you know, hey, you know, I, I once saw an apple tree someplace and that looks just like an apple tree? Okay. How do you really know it's an apple tree? Wow, yeah, because there's oranges. No, you know, there's, wow, look at the grapes coming off that apple tree, you know. Wow, look at those lemons, you know. No, we know it's an apple tree because there are apples coming off it, all right? And you grab that fruit, and that tastes like an apple. Okay, you know, that is an apple tree, okay? This question has come up time and time again, and people will say, Ben, how do I know if I'm a, a sinner who's sinning or a Christian who's sinning? How do I know? Has anybody ever wondered that before? Like if I sin and mess up, am I still a, a Christian? Or am I, am I a sinner? And, and, and if I'm a sinner, am I a sinner who's sinning or am I a Christian who's sinning? Okay? And the simple reply is this. What do you like to do? Well, I like to sin. Awesome, you're a sinner. It's, it's really not that difficult, you know what I mean? It's like, I, I love it, man. I love doing this. I love, I love sinning. Well, then you're a sinner, man. Go be the best sinner you can be, okay? All right? But how do you know that you're a Christian who's sinning? Because when you do it, man, I know sin is pleasurable for a season, but when you do it and afterwards, you're kind of like, man, I feel kind of guilty. I feel, and can I just say this? Guilt is, is the Holy Spirit's number one tool to get you to repent, all right? And you kind of feel like, man, why did I do that? Man, I blew it. Man, I don't feel good about it. Well, then you're probably a Christian who sinned. Are you with me this morning? Okay. The same is true when it comes to our relationship with God. Here's the thing. Number one, if I don't proclaim Jesus Christ, then I'm probably not a Christian. Really? Yeah, if, man, if an apple tree, or let's just say, if a tree could talk, bear with me for a minute, and it could talk, and it had a little mouth, and it just stood there like, I'm an apple tree, I'm an apple tree, I'm an apple tree, and it started waving around its little branches, praise Jesus, I'm an apple tree. 
Okay? And then they had an apple tree gathering, and they're all yapping, I'm apple trees. And then someone got up, the apple tree got up to play the guitar, and they had an apple tree church. Okay, are you with me? All right? Just because they had a little gathering, and just because they could talk and say, I'm an apple tree, I'm an apple tree, I'm an apple tree. And all of a sudden, you're around them long enough, and all of a sudden, oranges start coming off of them. Are you with me? And they could sit there and yap that they're apple trees all they want, but I'm sorry. No, those are oranges. No, it's not. It's an apple. Some of you hear what I'm saying. I know, it's, I know it's simple, and you're like, dude, you lost me. What are you on? Okay? But just bear with me, okay? I say that to say this. Just because I say that I'm a Christ follower, and just because I get a bunch of other Christ followers to come together and sing, we're Christ followers, we're Christ, okay, does not make me a Christ follower. There has got to be something that when people look at my life, they're like, wow, you're a Christian. How did you know? Well, because there's an apple coming from you, you know? There's, there's little Christians coming. I don't know. Anyway. Because <laughs> I'm being fruitful and multiplying. Praise Jesus. Okay? People could look at Are you with me this morning? Is this making sense to you? Okay? So I can say I'm a Christian all I want, but if I'm not proclaiming, no, if I'm not proclaiming, then maybe I'm really not. Not only that, do you like to proclaim Jesus Christ? Now, I hate it. Well, then, <laughs> what do you like to do? Sin? All right, then. You know, go sin. You know? Are you with me this morning? All right. I just want you to catch this because I think too often times, man, we equate our, our, our salvation and our Christianity and, and who we are by, by because, well, I came to church, man, and I served in church, and we talked a little bit about that last week. Listen to me. You can come and serve here, and you can come and, and, and partake here. You can do all those things, but listen to me. At some point, who you are has to manifest outside of this. This is who you are. Now proclaim the excellencies of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. You can't just say you're, there's got to be some fruit. There's got to be something that's seen. It's got to be like, wow, yes, you are a Christian. Yes, you are a Christ follower. That is who you are. Hmm. How do I proclaim? Because here's the thing we can talk about, man. You've got to go proclaim the excellencies of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. Okay, how do I do that? Okay, because I don't know about you, but I remember the first time that someone said, hey, we're going to go tell other people about Jesus. I remember the first time I heard that. And the only two images I had in my mind were, one, people riding around on bicycles with white shirts and ties saying, brother so-and-so. <laughs> that was my first thought. And I was like, you mean I got to wear a white shirt, get a bicycle, put on a tie, and I got to... Look, I got three brothers. I don't need any more brothers. Okay? And I was like, what? And then the second thing that came to my mind is that, is that, that feared thing of the, of the crazy guy standing on the street corner. Turn or burn! Receive Jesus Christ, you're going to hell! Is, that, is anybody else with me? Am I the only one that's thought that before? Now, granted, I was little, okay? But I was just like petrified. I was like, they're going to put me in a white shirt, tie put me on my banana bicycle and <laughs> or they're going to stick me on a street corner with a, with a, with a big loud horn. I ran and hid in my closet. <laughs> Why? Because that's the first thing we think about when it comes to proclaiming Jesus Christ. Maybe, maybe I'm the only one. Okay? Maybe you think of something totally different. 
All right? Maybe you think of, you know, the televangelist with the white shoes. I didn't wear my white shoes today, okay. With the white shoes, you know, okay, three-piece suit, whatever it is. I don't know what comes, but that's what came through my filter until someone showed me that there's many ways to proclaim Jesus Christ. There's many ways to share the love of Jesus with other people, okay? Let me give you three ways, and we're going to talk about the first one today. How do I proclaim Jesus Christ? Number one, works. Works. How do I proclaim Jesus Christ? Number two, words. With your words. How do I proclaim Jesus Christ? Number three, with your worship. Worship. I proclaim who he is, the excellent, through my works, through my words, and through my worship. And over the next three weeks, we're going to talk about, about these, all right? So that when, you know, when you walk in and you receive a trash bag, you don't think, okay, great, you know, what's he going to do, you know? Or you don't, yeah, good thing we didn't hand out megaphones when you walked in, right? Like, here, take that, why? Just, just take it. Hey, guys, we're going to go proclaim Jesus Christ today, <laughs> you know? All right? There's ways to do that. Good works, words, and our worship. Let's look at Matthew chapter 5 again. Matthew chapter 5, verse 16, in the same way, let your light shine before others so that they may see your good works and give glory to your Father who is in heaven. You do good works. What are you doing? You're proclaiming Jesus Christ to the point where now they are glorifying the King of kings and the Lord of lords. Are you with me this morning? Simply good works. Seven-week challenge. What are we saying? Man, get out and bless somebody. Now, you received this trash bag on the way in, and, and now, if nothing else, you'll at least remember that you got a trash bag today. Okay? You may never remember anything I say. You know, you may be talking later on with somebody. Oh, you went to that church today? What'd you do? I don't remember what he talked about, but they gave me a trash bag. You know? And, and uh, the reason I gave you this trash bag is because it was a cheap illustration, all right? Because I can get 100 trash bags for $3.99, right? We're being wise with our funds around here. So. so if you want another one, take another one. If you're short on garbage bags, all right? Because I remember there was a time in my life when I got challenged by God. The same way I'm, I'm trying to challenge Urban today. And I got challenged by God because, man, I was going to church services and, man, I was serving in the service and, and I was doing all these things within, within the building of what we like to call church. I was doing all those things. But the more you hang around Urban and if you go on our website, one thing I want us to understand is I don't want us to become a church that is Sunday morning driven. I don't want you, when you think of Urban, I don't want you to think of an hour on Sunday morning or an hour on Sunday night. I don't want you to think about the tall, good-looking guy that yells at you. That was me. Okay. I have one person that thinks that. Well, three. My two daughters and my wife. So. I want you to begin to think about urban. I want you to think about people that are going about doing good. I want you to think about people that are out in the community, not because we had a community event, not because, oh, okay, it's, it's homeless ministry time or it's, it's single mom's ministry time or it's this ministry and so I'm going to go out and do that, okay? Nothing wrong with those. Those are awesome. We're going to have them and, man, we want to get involved, okay? But let those be little sparks that create something inside of you. Listen to me. Good works is not something we should do as a program. Good works is something we should do as a Christ follower. 
Good works is not something we should do because, oh, let's rally around this event. Good works is just something that ought to come out of who we are. Why? Because we're to proclaim the excellencies of him who called us out of darkness into his marvelous light. How do I do that? Good works. So good works is just a part of who I am. If I don't like doing good works, then maybe I'm not a Christian. And I remember God challenged me. He said, Ben, that's great. You know, you're doing all this stuff, but, but, but who are you doing it for? And I had to begin to check my motives of who I was serving for. Because the Bible says in Colossians chapter 3 that, man, everything my hand finds to do, I should do it as unto the Lord. Not unto man, not unto this person or that person, one person, unto Him. So when I come and serve here, you are not serving Urban. You are not serving Ben. You are not serving the team. You are serving God. Here's the problem. The minute we get our eyes off that, we begin to think we're now serving God by serving man. The thing is, is I'm going to tick you off one day. Not on purpose. I don't come thinking, okay, I'm going to tick so-and-so off today and see how they handle it. But the person sitting next to you is going to tick you off somehow. But if I understand that what I'm doing, I'm not doing unto them, I'm doing unto God. Listen to me, God will never tick you off. You may get ticked off at God, but as all of a sudden you take inventory on your life, you realize it's your issue and not his. So God began to challenge me. He challenged me. He said, Ben, when's the last time you picked up a piece of trash? I was like, well, yeah, I mean, I ate my sandwich the other day and took my sandwich, begged through it. And then, no, Ben, when's the last time you were walking on the sidewalk and you saw trash on the sidewalk and you picked it up? I'm like, well, I don't know. And God said, you haven't. <laughs> now, listen to me. I'm not challenging everybody to go pick up trash today, okay? I want this to be an analogy. Although, <laughs> maybe start with your room, you know? <laughs> maybe take the trash out, you know? Whatever it might be, okay? But he challenged me. And I remember he challenged me so much that there was a season in my life, and I get reminded of it every once in a while. There was a season in my, to the point right now, honestly, when I walk my dog around our building, just right over here every morning, I pick up trash. God challenged me. He said, but I want you to pick up. Every time you see trash, I want you to pick it up. And, I don't, you know, some of the team may see me in the morning as I come in, and I'm kind of walking through the rows, and I'm picking up little trash. It's not because I'm like a neat freak. <laughs> it's really not. It's not because I am. He's like, geez, get over it, you know. Got an issue. No. It's because one time in my life, God challenged me. He said, but I want you to pick up every piece of trash you see. And honestly, now, it wasn't like a, like a burden thing, like, oh, my gosh, if I don't pick up trash, I'm going to hell. Okay? It wasn't like that. But literally, I couldn't walk by. Man, there's trash there. And honestly, I found joy in it. To the point where sometimes I'd see a piece of trash and I'd, walk out and I'd look at it and I'd walk by and I'd be like, dang it. And I'd go back and I'd pick it up, you know? And I'd just be like, I think every once in a while my wife was just kind of like, let's see if he gets that one, you know? Let's see if he gets that one. Just dropping her trash everywhere. Because <laughs> here's, here's the deal, is that a lot of us think of good works as, I'm going to go feed the homeless. Yes, that's great. Awesome, that's good works. I'm, I'm going to do this ministry. Yes, if God's put in your heart, man, do that ministry. But I, I'm going to do good works. I'm going to serve in this capacity at the church. Awesome. Good works. Good works is so much more simple than that. If you look up the word works in context in Matthew chapter 5, it means labor, business, or employment. Labor, business, or employment. So let me just break this down as we conclude. We can do the, the big events. Man, let's go do a, another block party at Aqua Vista and, and hand out hamburgers and talk to people about Jesus. And, man, that's great. But we can do this event, man, that's awesome. 
But I'm not talking to the church as a entity. I'm talking to the church as an individual. Matthew chapter 5 is talking to you as an individual. They will see your good works, and then they will glorify your Father who is in heaven. They will see your labor. They will see your business. They will see your employment or how you go about your labor, how you go about your business, how you go about your employment. And they will see that and they'll glorify your Father who is in heaven. In other words, let's stop thinking about all these great things, man, like this big event, this big event, this thing, and let's just, wait, 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 wait. Am I showing up to work on time? When I get to work, do I really do Colossians and do everything as unto the Lord? Or am I sitting there texting while I'm at work? When they, they very clearly said, hey, just no personal phone calls, no texting. Am I really doing it as unto the Lord? Am I really giving it my all? Do I show up to work on time? What's my attitude like when I'm at church? Philippians 2 says, do all things without grumbling and complaint. Some of you need to go there and highlight that, you know. <laughs> Do all things without grumbling and complaining. Do everything as unto the Lord. Whatever you have, do as unto the Lord. They will see my good works. They will see how I interact with my boss. How do you interact with your boss? Even when you're mistreated, how do you treat your boss? How do you talk about your boss when your boss isn't around? See, it gets real simple. Man, it gets real basic. And, and the reality is, is that you're never going to change your boss. You're never going to change your boss. Even your boss's boss is never going to change your boss. So you've got two options. Buck up, have a good attitude and deal with it, or go find a new job. Yeah. Same way in church. I mean, people, I get phone calls from other people like, yeah, I'm not real, real happy with my pastor and my church. Okay. You got three options in that case. I guess you have three in the other one, too. You buck up, you deal with it, have a good attitude, go find a new church, or start a church of your own. Right. Same, with, same with the business. You either buck up or go get a new job or, or start your own business. Are you with me this morning? People will see your good works. Can we just boil works down for what it really is? It's, 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 are you showing up on time? Do you have a good attitude when you're working? Are you the hardest worker there? I remember Melissa when she was working back in, uh, in, in Oregon, and she shared with us a testimony of how God was just blessing her. And, and man, if she would have been on commission, man, she would have owned the place. Man, there was just so much, you know, grace and stuff coming her way. And honestly, it came back to one thing. It came back to the fact that she was just, hey, this is my job. I'm going to give it my all. This is what I do. I'm going to have a good attitude, even if they're not having a good attitude towards me. What is that? That's good works. And when people see that you can have a positive attitude when no one else is having a positive attitude, they're going to, why do you have a positive attitude? When people show, see you showing up on time when no one else is showing up on time, and I used to tell people this all the time, if your work starts at 8, getting there at 8 is not on time. You're late. Show up at 7.59 and 59 seconds. Okay, you're on, you're on. Man, showing up on time, something, you mean really something as simple? I know this is so simple. They're like, wow, this is a real basic message. Okay, but as you look at your life, as I look at my life, what am I doing 
outside of this stage and this stool and, and outside of me studying for a message and say, hey guys, let's do good works. What am I doing? Outside of a block party, outside of a, what am I doing? Now obviously I, I don't have a problem showing up to work on time right now because I work out of my house. So I wake up and I'm at work, you know, that's <laughs> I'm early today, going back to bed, you know, <laughs> whatever it might be. And so if you, were, if you work out of your house, man, you, you, you rock, you know. It's just like, oh, yeah. <laughs> Taking those mid-afternoon naps on your lunch break, okay. It's easy. But are you showing up to work on time? I know this is basic. What's your attitude like when you do work? Well, what do you have to say about your boss, even though they might have negative things to say about you? They will see your good Good works. What, what is this word good? This word good means beautiful, handsome, excellent, useful, and praiseworthy. I know that probably sometimes I'm walking around my building, walking my dog, and people see me picking up trash. As a matter of fact, okay, what even bothers me more than the trash around my building right now is because there's a ton of dogs in our building. Is when people let their dog poop on the sidewalk and they don't pick it up. Sorry. Bothers me. Because I have a little dog, and so its poops are little. Okay? But man, some of those dogs are massive. And their poops are massive. And they give you these little blue bags. And I'm just like, God, i got to pick it up. And he's like, yep. And I'm like, oh, and it's heavy. I know it's sick, but people, pick up your dog's poop, all right? <laughs> no one wants to pick up somebody else's dog's poop. But man, people look like, I mean, I know that some people, because I've seen them look at me, I got this little tiny dog, and they see me bending over, picking them, they're like, dude, your dog's got issues, man. <laughs> but you know what? I just, I find, and I know people are looking at me like, what is he doing? Okay? But you know how many times the, the security and the attendance and the HOA, the HOA has actually come to me and, and has begged me to be on the board. And I'm like, no, I don't want to be on the board. It's too much to do. And I was like, why do you want me to be on the board? Well, because you do those block parties for us and you pick up dogs' poop and stuff. And this is awesome. I was like, but you know what it does? It opens up a door. They're like, why do you do this? Because I care about where I live. I care, about, I care about the environment, you know. I care about, just, just break it down real basic to where you're at. But what, what about the way you treat your wife? What about the way you talk about your husband? What about the way you treat your kids? How about how you interact in a supermarket with people you don't even know? How about the person at the drive-thru that's taken way too long? I was at Starbucks the other day, and they were taking way too long. Way too long. And I was sitting there, meeting my girls, and I had to check myself, make sure they weren't picking up on something, and my, my car was like, what is taking them so long? I was like, where did you hear that car? Huh? Nowhere, it's just taking them forever. And I'm like, okay. I get up there, and I'm ready to pay. And I was like, hey, how you doing today? I could have been like, jeez, give me a free drink, would you? But I just said, hey, how you doing today? I went and handed my card. And they looked at me, and they're like, you know what? Don't worry about it. This one's on us. I was like, praise Jesus. You can't go wrong with free coffee. Are you with me today? I mean, come on. Coffee's good, but free coffee's even better, okay? But, man, I thought about that. From What if I would have copped an attitude? They probably, you know, I'm charging you double for your coffee. Well, here's your coffee. You know what I mean? You know the Starbucks employees, I tell you. I don't know about you, but we're six months into our journey here at Urban. Started on February 8th this year. And I love what God is doing 
through Urban. I love what God's doing through your life. I love what God's doing through the team that he's assembled. And, and man, the, the worship that God has given us. I mean, the, the talent and the gift that are up here, just after six months, it blows me away. The team that God, the people that God is bringing, the, the place that God's allowed us to meet right in the heart of downtown. Man, God is so good. But I don't know about you, but I would rather have a church full of people that are going out six days a week and just, man, serving the community, not because we have an event, not because we have something structured, but just simply because God is so working in their life and so moving in their life, and God's done something so good in you, and, man, He actually chose you, and, man, He actually stamped you with holiness, and, man, He actually did all these things in your life that I can't help but proclaim the excellencies of Him who called me out of darkness into His marvelous light. I mean, I mean, if you knew the stories of people in our church that I can't share with you because they have, they've asked us not to. And if you haven't been on a, on a Sunday night, we have a whole different group of people that come on Sunday night. And man, the stories, I mean, the, the things that, would, that, that just break my heart. That some of these people, they don't even have a place to live, but you cannot tell by the way they come dressed and the smile on their face. And they come in happy and they come in smiling. They come in looking their best and they're just happy to be here. And then they share with me, man, I've been sleeping on the streets for the last three or four months. But yet you can... And then they come and, and people come together and, and they help out at, at, at a block party and, and I don't have to tell them, hey, go meet some new people. But man, this guy is there just, man, hey, what's your name? Hey, what's your name? And just loving on people. Why? Because my relationship with God has nothing to do with what's going on on the outside. My relationship with God has to do with what's taking place on the inside. And I'm telling you what, if you've got it on the inside going on, it doesn't matter what's happening on the outside. Does life suck sometimes? Yeah, it does. Does life hurt sometimes? Yeah, it does. But I guarantee you this. Now, why be downcast, O oh my soul? Put your trust in God. Lift up your eyes to the hills. From whence comes your help? Your help comes from the King of kings and the Lord of lords. Listen, we've all been through a tough time at least once in our life. But I guarantee you this, complaining about it, having a bad attitude about it, are you with me? Stop proclaiming Jesus Christ about it. doesn't change anything. I'm telling you, man, God cares about you. God loves you. Man, God is working something, and as he does, man, something is produced. And I would rather have a church, man, that people are out just loving people. I mean, think, man, have, have a great billboard. Awesome, we've done that. Man, do these massive flyers. Great. They cost a lot of money. <laughs> but what if we just had 15 people that every day they were blessing somebody. Man, I just got blessed. And from who? I don't know who it was, but they go to this church called Urban. Or whatever church you go to, just bless me. It's not about, it's about the body of Christ. It's about the kingdom of God. But could you imagine if every Christ follower caught hold of that? And just every day, I mean, man, just every day just did one good thing to, to somebody. I would rather have that than a bunch of people that rally around a barbecue once a month or rally around this outreach once a month. Do I want that as well? Sure, man, those are great. But just think about how many lives we could change if each and every one of us this week said, so I'm going to touch one person. I'm not talking about leading someone to Jesus. They see your good works. You're proclaiming. And eventually, they'll glorify your Father who is in heaven. What about you this morning? Where are you at? Are you proclaiming Jesus Christ? Don't be scared. Don't think about the, you know... The guy standing on the corner with the megaphone. Don't think about, you know, riding around on your bike, knocking on doors, okay? 
Now, if God tells you to do that, do it. But what about, man, I showed up to work on time. 25 days straight. I had a good attitude when everyone else had a bad attitude. I blessed somebody. And think about that. If all of us would do that, just one person, how many lives would we touch this week? How do we proclaim? We proclaim through good works. I don't know what you're going to do with your trash bag. You can do whatever you want with it. Go fill it up with trash at home, whatever. But maybe if you walked here today, maybe you're going to walk home with it open and you're going to just pick up some trash. I got a trash bag in my hand. Or maybe you're going to use it for a poncho because it might rain. I don't know. But more than anything, I think I'm just going to let it be a reminder of that, that thing that God t- told me about 11 years ago. Then do good works. And they will glorify your Father who is in heaven. God, we thank you for your word today. God, we thank you that your word is living and active and sharp than two edges. So Lord, I pray this morning God, I pray that many things would take place in our hearts this morning, that God, we'd be challenged. God, we'd be challenged, Lord, not just in our relationship with you, but God, we'd be challenged in how we're living out that relationship with you. God, we'd be challenged down to the simplest part of who we are. That God, are we the best example because we got Jesus Christ in our life? Are we showing up on time? Are we, are we having that positive influence? God, are we, God, in the community where we live? Our neighbors around us, what are we known for? God, when people see, we, see us driving through the neighborhood, what do they think? Do they think, oh, there's that complainer? <laughs> God, what do they think? Do they see that person? They think, man, I've got to go say hi to me. I remember they were doing, and they were doing. 